Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to introduce to you today, Jessica Huddle. Jessica is such a bright light in today's world, and I'm just so grateful to speak to her and wanted to really bring our conversation to you as soon as possible so you can hear what she has to say about what is happening in the world today and thoughts around that and how we can um, really bring awareness and intention to our lives during our time with COVID-19, right? And Jessica is a fitness motivator and coach, a speaker, and she's also the number one best-selling author of three books. Wow. Just including um, Know Your Worth, A Worthy Wife, and Own Your Worth. And I'm so excited for you to hear her story and learn more about her mission to help women overcome their past by owning their worth in Christ. So enjoy and thank you all for tuning in. So excited to welcome you here today. I cannot thank you enough, especially we were just talking in light of all the just fear and overwhelm in our world right now, Jessica, you are showing up in your business, you're showing up in your life, and I'm just so grateful for the example that you are giving to us all about what it means to live today, what it means to live in these times. Yeah. So Jessica, can you tell us a bit about yourself and more about what you do? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. you do your introduction. You know, one of my biggest passions is really helping women weigh less physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I put weigh less in quotations because it's not about the pounds loss as much as it is, is about the emotional journey and the healing that we, when we take, when healing takes place, how much we feel lighter when we're not trying to carry the weight of the world, instead the word in our hearts. And so that really came from this time of even in my own brokenness, of course. And I think that's where a lot of our testimony comes from is, is those, what we feel as broken. And, you know, when I say broken, it's not a place that of habitation. It's a place that we tend to visit and moving out of that. And the things that I've gone through when it was giving my you know body to men, making my body as a tool in fitness and being an idol, my business was my idol. And so all these different areas of my life where it just weighed me down. Like I was just trying to strive, survive. You know, I was the one that was, I'm the provider, not God. And, and that was just these promises I had made to myself that if you don't do it, Jess, nobody else is going to do it for you. And so now it's this idea that I went through so much of my own healing journey mm-hmm. is we get to look different, you know, in, in scripture, it talks about the aroma of Christ. And um, one of my friends, Summer, she always says we should smell different. And that is something that is really extremely passionate in my heart is to help women. You don't have to have anger and bitterness Absolutely. and all of the feelings all the time, but we can actually weigh less as we heal. Well, and I think of that as actually carrying around all of our sins and our pain and and we are gifted in, in Christ. We are gifted a new life and, and it doesn't have to feel 
so heavy. You can weigh less, right? In in a spiritual sense, I think that work is so important. Tell me more about what got you into this, your why and what it does to live every day with this message and, and bringing this message to those that need to hear it. Good. I think the biggest thing for me was I came from this home that was more, I didn't understand what love was because love looked like hate in a sense. It was very abusive emotionally and physically. And so my idea of love was that. And I said, if that is what love is, I want something different, which is why I turned to other things to really find that answer. And I thought, I just want somebody to know me, to see me, to recognize me, to tell me a good job, and just kind of to boost that who I was in a sense. Yes. And so I wanted people to just tell me. And so what that led me to, though, is carrying years of, well, the victim mindset, you know, why is everything happening to me? Yes. And what I've learned in neuroscience, and what you always talk about is, you know, what basically you put out is what you get back. And I'm not talking about karma, but it's really the seeds that you plant is what you will harvest. And I just had to walk through years of, well, they did this to me. Yes. So I deserve something back. Yes. And I lived that way for a long time. And and from my business perspective, it was, I have to work to take care of myself. You know, and it wasn't like I believed in God at the time because I didn't find him until I was roughly 21, 22. And so even after I knew who he was, I was still very much, this is, I control this. Yes. Yes. Versus just being a planner and a sower, I was trying to control all the harvest too. And what I have after coming out of my own healing journey Mm -hmm. and recognizing how much weight I carried and how it hindered my life and relationships and my physical body because, you know, years of pain can turn into chronic illness. And that was huge for me, which is why helping women discover work through weighing less. Most of it is that we have to come from that spiritual foundation, but also the understanding, having compassion and kindness Mm -hmm. and really working to weigh less in that sense, not just that physical. Uh, Sorry. Jessica, look at this. I this work from home thing is just, but it's so true. Uh, how we, I, I always say that like we get a choice in this, and that with our um, divine purpose comes choices that we make daily and what that looks like for us looks different for other people but we have to walk that and we have to walk in our truth and be committed to that truth even when it's hard and difficult Mm -hmm. so can you tell me about times in your life that you've needed courage and really what courage has meant to you along your journey as the in business but also your spiritual journey i think courage for me is that even when things aren't going the way you thought they would, it's that the courage to show up, even though the result isn't what you thought it was. And for me, you know, talking a lot about patience lately and waiting well and what it likes, what it looks like to persevere. I think a lot of that goes into courage because it's really easy to get discouraged. If you hear no's, if you get, if you hear silence in terms of crisis, you're like, I'm, I don't know what to do here, but you still show up. And I think that is what is important to me. And, and then the courage aspect is because I think a lot of times 
we think there that we have no control over anything. And like you said, I also think it's not about control, but responsibility, responsibility and obedience. Like we still have a responsibility. And like you said, our choices that we make, it's not just that everything's off the table. We still get to plant, we still get to sow, but it, we get to water, but the harvest is in his control, right? And so I, I believe we still have a say in a sense of how we choose to live this out. Oh my good. I'm, I'm frantically taking notes. You realize like this is so good. Just, and can you speak more to this waiting well as it relates? I mean, right now we are at a time where it, it's on. It's unprecedented. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what life will look like a, two weeks from now. or and, and that is the reality of all of our lives all the time. I think this um, coronavirus is just bringing that up for us. Mm. How do we, as women, how do we wait well? And what recommendations and tips do you have in this, in this work? Mm. I think everyone is going to come from such a different perspective because of their situation, right? So whether it's job loss, um, yeah. physical health, like whatever it is, everybody's going to have a different, you know, perspective. And I think waiting well is, you know, you can feel the feelings, but is is in is all as long as you process through them. And I think that's what's really important is you know, it's going to look messy. It's going to look right. uncomfortable. It's going to be, have all the feelings, but let's continue to move through that. And for me, even before all of this started to happen, waiting well really consisted of not just living by what I see because scripture tells us to not live by sight and to live by faith and faith and hope are things that we don't get to see, but really it's holding on to the promise. And I, and I keep encouraging women, it's that holding on to the promiser more than the reward. And when we can look to that, that is what gets us through. It's not everything that we see happening. It's I can wait well, or I can live in patience and endure with perseverance because of the promises he's laid before me. Absolutely. And I think that is, that is, it requires us to take our thoughts captive and our feel and and the way our thoughts impact our feelings and vice versa and really being honest with ourselves about what that looks like in our lives and yeah. how we 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 all feel fear we all fear feel overwhelmed and where do we turn in those moments mm -hmm. where do we go and how do we use what we have available to us to 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 choose strength yeah. And to choose God's love. And I think that so many times we're, we're live in fear and we shrink back. And how do we open up to the experience of the expansiveness of God? Yeah. It's such it, a, you, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no I was just going to say, you know, I, I keep telling my husband, he works in like stocks and, you yeah. know, in, in, all, in the market and everything he works um, as an investor. And so I keep telling him that he's a hope giver because when you know everybody responds differently in fear yes. oh, uh, yes. and there's a different response in faith. And it's not to say that we deny our reality. It's just that we don't get consumed nor controlled by it. It's that we can use wisdom with the situations and the things that we're going through, but we also, again, get to live in faith of, I know what's going on here, but I'm choosing to stand here because I don't want to put all of who I am in just what I see, because if that's the case, 
then my feelings are constantly going to be up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, because I'm just riding the wave of everybody's opinion, all the news opinion, all the things except the word of God. And it's not me trying to over-spiritualize this. It's it's not any of that. It's, again, we don't deny the reality, but we also don't live by what we see. Ah, Jessica, it's just, I think there is, when you hear such truth and such powerful words, I, I get goosebumps. I get overwhelmed by the, the beauty and the hope that is available to us every day. And that your words have matter in in today's world and in every in all, at all the times because we get to look to something greater than us mm-hmm. for hope for for our our rock our inspiration and what you are doing is giving us the tools to do that. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us more about? Um, your process and what your business looks like today and and what hope you are are doing what you're doing now because i know that if people follow you on the instagrams right um that that you daily your day you're showing up daily um in in integrity and giving hope to all of us so can you also tell us your instagram handle and then um what all the things that you're doing right now. So my Instagram handle is Jessica Hoddle. I'm pretty much Jessica Hoddle everywhere. And then my fitness account is living free, living healthy. And my, what I felt personally called to do is speak to it without speaking to it and, and really just reminding people of truth or situations without it just being another post or a fear that somebody's clinging to. Yes. So one of the, I just, some of this, a lot of the scriptures I've been posting are our thoughts and how we handle those. And again, it's, you know, you see a lot of people well, don't over spiritualize it. And there's a fine line between fear and truth and all of those things. And yeah, I understand all of that, but also again, it's, you don't deny you live here now and we can use wisdom in that. But again, this isn't our home and the truth that we stand on will guide us in how we respond today. You know, I keep thinking of the scripture that when it talks about casting down the imaginations, and I think that's a, like, that's a really powerful verse right now, because it's easy. Like, oh. for example, if you're just going to the bathroom and your mind all of a sudden <laughs> starts to like, you know, in the shower, in those, in those places where you, you don't really need any, your mind isn't engaged and, and it allows it. And it's just taking into consideration, like I'm doing imaginations right now. I'm casting, I'm having all these high lofty things that, you know, I call, I tell my husband he's future tripping, like hey, you're future tripping right now. And what happens when we future trip is that typically God's grace isn't there. His mercy is not there when we future trip. It's all of what the enemy's up to and not anything that God is up to. And so it's kind of like that future tripping, you know, and, and yes, (laughs) plan and prepare, but future tripping imaginations, you know, exalting high and lofty things that don't align with God's word. That is what's going to help keep us in that mental health, staying on truth perspective. And I think right now it's just that pendulum where people are operating out of fear or faith. Yes. And I think that it's just that, okay, like people are going to start finding their footing. Okay. I, we're going to stand on truth. And that's just where, that's where I'm. So I'm just trying to bring truth without 
always saying, you know, coronavirus. Right. COVID-19, right? Yes. It is. It's amazing to me. The, the, you know, the mechanisms of our brain are overwhelming and we can go down this future tripping rabbit hole where we are paralyzed by fear. And so living by faith, living by this truth that we are made new, we are made new every day, we, we get these choices, is there is such hope in that. And I think that's what the beauty in this work. Mm -hmm. um, and tell me about, you've written three books? Yeah. More, three books? Oh, yeah, self-published right now. Yeah. I wrote my I, fourth one last year, but it's not out yet. <laughs> When will that be coming out? And what is the title of, the, can you tell us? It's okay if not, but that's incredible. Yeah, it's still in the works for the title, but that one's definitely coming out sometime this year. And is that, are you self-publishing that? Or are you doing that? Uh, it is right now. I've been doing the work to get picked up by an agent, but I am just, whatever God has, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to believe. Right. So right that now it's still up in the air. So tell me about the process of writing those books and, and how you find time and all the exciting, uh, the excitement of the world and the work that, and the business that you're doing. Tell me about that process. I think that, you know, I was telling people, I never had book writing on my radar. I actually hate it. Like when I was in school, no. I think it was because I was so disconnected, like from home yeah. life and, and what I thought teenagers should look like that. I hated English. I hated reading college hate it. I mean, I'm a two times college dropout, hated reading in college, hating writing papers because I was terrible at grammar and I'm still like, I'm not trying to just, like, I'm really not good at grammar and punctuation and my poor editor. I love her so much, <laughs> but it's just how things are worded. And I never saw book writing. And then when I wrote my first book, Know Your Worth. Yes. You can kind of read through my history. Like you can see me growing up and maturing in Christ as you read the books because it was like one every year, year and a half that was it was released. And so you can kind of see the the maturing. Um, you know, Know Your Work talks a lot about my fitness business and being a part of an MLM, but also my childhood and relationships and dating and a little bit of every area of my life. And then a worthy wife is just about godly relationships, women being single, how to date well, how to handle being single, how to communicate with your husband, like all of those things. Oh. And then own your worth is really this acknowledging. Um, be, so know your, know your worth is more acknowledging the truth and own your worth is more walking out the truth. Yes. You know, it's not just saying, okay, I know my worth, but now we're going to live in it. And how do you live in it daily where things come up and you're challenged and you're faced with decisions that aren't always easy or, you know, and you walk that. Yeah. Oh no, it's true. It, for me, I, you know, I always wanted, like, I keep telling women now, this is like my revelation. And, you know, when I, when I was writing my first two books, it was always like, I wanted this feeling. I think that a lot of women, we want this feeling of feeling worthy. Right. We're like, okay, yes. I'm doing a good job. I'm doing all the good things. And I just want to feel accomplished. I want to feel like I'm do like I'm loved. Right. And like people see me, look, I have all these followers or I'm doing all these things or, you know, whatever it is, it's like that, that need. And I think when I was writing know your worth, it was, it was like, I kind of arrived at this place of, 
I feel worthy in a sense of I knew who God was, but I, I was still maturing so much. And, you know, I've even changed a lot of my beliefs since then. Yeah. And then even in my third book, it's still that for me, walking it out now is I know that one, I can't trust my feelings. And my worth is not a feeling, it's an identity and it's in a person. And so the more that we can, as women, because I talk to a lot of women, I always work with women in a sense of, it's not about arriving or feeling, it's about resting. Because when we know who we are, we can rest in the person, then we can still show up. Then we're like, hey, if so-and-so doesn't like me or approve of me, yeah. that's okay. I don't need them to feel worthy because it's not a feeling. And that is, and even just resting in who you are as reflected in that light, in that, in that beauty and light, Jessica, it's very challenging sometimes when the world is saying, and, and living in that truth calls us to, to, to reflect daily on who we are and what matters to us. And I think, I think the idea of rest is so meaningful um, right now or in all times because often we're so busy, so we don't have to rest and reflect and think, right? We're, we're constantly doing to avoid the reality of what sometimes the disconnect between our thoughts and who we are. Um, and so how do you, how do how do you see rest and what recommendations do you have for that? I think there's rest physically and I think there's rest spiritually and emotionally. So I think that it depends on where you're coming from. Cause if you need rest physically, then that, I mean, looks oh. different in all kinds of, of ways, right. Of, you know, putting your work off, shutting down your phone for an entire day, not opening any of your apps, deleting your apps, you know, all of these things yes. that take up so much mental space yep. where it can go right into physical. And, and so for me, when I say rest in, especially in our worth, that's more yep. of a, we know our spirit is one with him because we're a new creation. So I can rest spiritually there because I know that it's been sealed and nothing can touch my spirit because they're one with him. But then my soul and it comes from this place of rest emotionally that even when things feel out of control or mm-hmm. I'm just having like an emotional down day, like, listen, it happens, right? Oh, it's like, oh my gosh, this, yes. why am I even doing this? My life sucks. You know, I, nobody likes me and nobody wants to hear my message. Like it just happens. Yes. <laughs> the reality of the enemy is like a roaring lion, mm-hmm. you know, he's like a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He is trying to imitate one. So he gets really loud. And I think that for me, I always, so you can feel what you feel. This is going back to what we talked a little about earlier. If you, what you feel, acknowledge enough to let it be a guide to what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. So that way we're not shoving down feelings. We're not putting things in cubby holes. We can communicate with people effectively. We can say, this is what's going on. But I think to even get to that point, it comes from healing. Because if you're yeah. so disassociated with your body, is you can't even make the connection of this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling because you haven't let them come together because your brain is always trying to protect you. And I'm sure you can speak into that more too. 
Oh, Jessica. Well, and it is, um, you know, I trained as a yoga therapist, right? Because I believe so much of what we do is hold emotion in our bodies and trap it and put it away so that because we are so afraid of recognizing, we disassociate, we, we just disconnect. And so part of the spiritual work is, is recognizing that and learning that what you feel you feel in your body. How do you identify it? And then how do you move forward? Feel the feelings and then move forward in great um, towards yourself and towards others and love. And that is the true work here. Mm -hmm. I think that matters. And um, that when we are called to love in all ways, I don't know if you've um, read Everybody Always by Bob Gong. No, oh, I haven't. It is very, it's it's quite a book, Jessica, <laughs> because like when we are called to love and be loved, we have to reflect that to ourselves as well. Sometimes it's easier to talk the talk and love others, but not always give that same respect and love to ourselves hmm. and, and using that, knowing that we are always loved is, yeah. is, a, is a powerful force. And I think that, you know, when I say feel the feelings and yes. pass them, I think that people are like, okay, that sounds really great, but how do we do that? You know? And I think that honestly, that comes with talking it out. Yes. Um, obviously spiritual maturity. So getting right. in the word. Yep. And cause there's going to be layers that come with that process. And a lot of it is just honoring the past or your experiences. And again, a lot of that is also forgiveness, which is really hard for a lot of people because, it, we, oh. you know, if we forgive, then we forget and it makes everything okay. Cause I know that's what I thought for a really long yes. time. Right. And yes. so practically speaking, when we feel the feelings, we're saying, do you feel angry? Okay. You feel angry. That's great. Okay. You're angry. You're angry. You're angry. And then we can go into a bunch of different questions. Like how is this, how is this anger serving us? Yes. What is causing the anger? Like deep right. inside, like you're yeah. laughing out on your husband, but are you really mad at your husband or are you mad because somebody cut you off in the grocery line? You know, like there's something that stems and then it's like, why did you lash out on the grocery line? It's constantly asking yourself questions to go back enough to go, maybe this is the underlying root that I need help with. Yes. So the more you put in tune the practice of renewing your mind and allowing yourself to not just put a faith bandaid on it, not allowing yourself to just get over it, get over it. I got to be tough right now. I got to be tough because even coming from a really good home, sometimes there's those mantras where we're are, you know, the, the huddles, we're tough people. So yeah. we put on a face no matter what. And that tells us that our feelings don't matter and I got to be tough all the time. And so it can come from either like for me, it was more of a, a broken situation, but for others, it can also come from an amazing family in the sense of depending on how you interpret that. Oh, well, I, we talk about grit in my family with my uh, two sons and we are always like, we can do hard things and yet we can feel overwhelmed and, and turn to guidance and turn to love, but yet we still have to feel. And so some, you're exactly right. Like the most well-meaning intentions, we have to recognize our, our, the, 
how we every day renew our minds and how we every day allow the space for growth and for understanding and for acceptance. And and I, for me, that really started practically with this. It, and I looked back and I think that's why I started my podcast. What's the truth? Because I know I love it. (laughs) I didn't know when I would write all through my journals, like, I was like, what am I going to name this? Like, you know, it was kind of a year in the working yes. and I was just thinking, what am I going to name this? And I, and I go back through all my journals and cause I'm a journaler, love writing. Yay. Yes. And I would just see, even in my business notes, like just, this is what you feel, but what's the truth to what you feel. And I would see that kind of everywhere in, yeah. in my journals. And I was like, wow, that's really good. Cause I'm, I'm allowed. It's like David, David's like, in Psalms. Okay. This is what I feel God. Okay. But this is what I know to be true. (laughs) And I think that that's kind of that pattern in my own life where I'm like, I'm going to get it out, but I also want to know what's the truth. You know, growing up in this home, these things happened, but what's the truth? Maybe my mom and dad were experiencing their own trauma in their own situations. They didn't know how to understand And so their pain was being explained to us. And so they were trying to love us the best. My brother and I, when I say us, trying to love us the best way they knew how. And so there's more compassion and kindness there. You know, we don't, it's not to say that we're all the way through it or I'm all the way through it, but it's that again, here's all the things I feel. Here are the facts, but what can I look at to maybe be true? You know, and of course, God's word included in that. That is, well, and also I think about, um, thoughts and feelings as it relates to this process. Like our thoughts, we replace those thoughts with thoughts that sustain us, thoughts that will help us. But that is that like, you you don't go from, I'm so afraid of this happening, or I, I feel so unloved to, I feel complete and absolute love, right? Like there's, there's laddering beliefs or laddering thoughts within that process that give us the experience that we replace those thoughts with thoughts above. We replace those thoughts with thoughts of love and light. And so, but it's, it's a process. And I believe, I love journaling. I love that you're a journaler, right? (laughs) Journaling helps us capture and renew our minds. Mm -hmm. And it gives us the tools and the opportunity and space to be present to what's happening. Yeah. And our thoughts are all chemical reactions too in the body. So if you bring more of the neuroscience into it, like the more I study it, like I said, that's why the more powerful I, I, I just, the more not powerful, the more I want to help women understand that neuroscience was created by God and he knew how our brains were going to work, which is why I think he tells us to fear not it's not to say it's not going to exist. It's to say, here's your reminder that you don't have to live here. That's the most important piece is that these things are addressed. We will feel them, quote unquote, but it's not a place of living for us because we have the faith and hope in Christ. And so I think that for me was, you know, it just that as your feelings and thoughts become, they also become that emotional or that chemical reaction. What happens is that they start to blend together and then your memories actually become a feeling. And so you'll think about a situation, but a feeling will produce. So you might feel sadness mm-hmm. and then your body responds. Like, do you see how I like went from sadness? It was like, my shoulders went down. Like our whole physiological yeah. cell, like our whole physio, what am I trying, that word? The physiological response. Yes. Yeah. 
changes. So like if I, I was just like, my shoulders are up, I'm going. And then I just said sad and I just shrunk down. Right. And so that changes. And I don't think we realize that when, when we say our body keeps the score, but our body holds the posture of our hearts. And so it's communicating. And so I think it's important that we understand that too. Oh, Jessica, I just, I, I could just listen to you speak for a very long time. And I we've hit 30 minutes, Jess. I cannot believe it. I am, I, um, I have so many other questions, but I try to manage the time um, for the podcast as well, because what we will do is take this recording and then create a podcast. Um, but there is so much I also need to. So maybe we could reschedule another one and sure. just keep going, because I think that the way that you bring spirituality into this process is just so important and so beautiful. And I am just so grateful to you for your time, your heart. Uh, it You have done the hard work to get to this point, right? Like this was was a walk. It was a journey for you. Yeah. And you have lived in the truth so that then you can share that with others. You can share your gifts with others. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to you for that. Yeah. I can't thank you enough. Yeah. Is there anything else that I, so you have a podcast. We can follow you. Can you tell me your podcast name again? What's the truth? What's the truth? And I love it. And they can find that on Apple. Yeah, podcast. anywhere your podcast or anywhere listening, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. Oh, spot. Ooh, that's yes. And then um, they can follow you at Jessica Huddle or your um, business. Fitness. Account. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then um, also you have a great website, JessicaHoddle.com. Jessica Huddle. Yep. <laughs> I love it. How you do it. Right. And so, and, and um, if they have questions for you, could they reach out to you on the Instagram? Yeah. Instagram is great. Okay. It's easy. And I usually respond with a voice memo or like a video or love that so much. Okay. Well, I'm so grateful to you, Jessica. Thank you so much. Any other words before we go? I, I'm sorry to cut us off. No, <laughs> you have to be sorry. No, thank you so much for your kind words. And and I think that if I can just say that repeating of go to the scripture and see what he says about thoughts and fear and casting down, because that is what's going to help us stay emotionally healthy. You know, of course, moving our bodies and, you know, during this process, it's just going to be a lot of grace to ourselves and to oh. others. But kindness, it's yes. that compassion and kindness of, I don't have to get it right today. This is a new territory. I can explore this. It's okay. Like, I don't have to get it right because our bodies love routine. Oh, they and do. And so when we're out of a routine, we feel like we don't do anything, like nothing gets done. <laughs> you know? And so it's just that whatever yeah. it looks like, it's going to work itself out. It always does. It look does. at your past history. Look at his faithfulness. It's going to work it out. There will always be a rainbow after the rain. I can't, what is that, the the scripture about rainbows? I can't think of it right now. Why? I quote it. It's, um, it's his covenant with us, his promise. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I always, I always remind myself of that as I'm like, the sky is falling. No, it's not. Like, we've got this. We yeah. have, 
so many promises. So Jessica, thank you so much. I'm sorry for the lack of lighting. And I don't know if you can hear the dog tearing up something in the background. I can't. Don't know what it is. It sounds serious. It sounds like he is very busy. So uh, you've been very patient with me. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. If I can stop.